Have you ever thought about why you love the things you love most? And not just things. What about people? How do we come to discover those things with whom we fall in love? Through the course of our lives, I believe we're drawn without even realizing it to things, places, and people that are important to us, that make us happy. We bring them into our lives, and with them comes great joy. But sometimes, actually more often than not, the thing you love most is what keeps you apart. I think from the beginning, I kind of knew that Alex was one of those guys that's kind of like a wild bird that, you know, you might entice to hold in your hand, but, you know, you couldn't really hold on to him. And that was part of his appeal to me. Jennifer Lowe Anchor was in love with professional climber and mountaineer Alex Lowe. Each with a passion for the outdoors and the wild and scenic places of the world, they built a life together of adventure and travel. But with separate careers, Jenny as a fine artist, there were many times when the two of them were apart for long stretches of time, while Alex explored and set new routes on mountains far away. And even with three children at home, Jenny realized that part of being married to Alex, part of loving him, was having to be without him. I mean, certainly there were times, yes, when I felt like, oh my God, you know, you're going again. How about how about us? You know, what about us here at home? And and we had lots of that strife, but I went into the whole relationship knowing that there were going to be times when we were apart. Jenny realized through their marriage of 18 years that Alex's travels were part of his identity, part of what she loved about him. The distances that separated them and even the intrinsic dangers of being a professional climber were for her an inescapable aspect of their relationship. There couldn't be one without the other. So Jenny remained at home, raised their sons, and on the occasions when Alex traveled on expedition, she waited for him to come back. What was it like on the occasion that he didn't come back? It was very devastating. As much as anyone can say, you know we're all going to die. And you know when you fall in love with someone, that sort of sick feeling of, of risk that, that goes along with falling in love because it's, it's sort of giving your heart to someone else and the risk is in losing them. You know, whether it's losing them to someone else or having them go away from you or die. That is a part of love, and it's a part of life. It's half of life. I mean, we live and we die. We're born and we die, and everybody has to face that. In 1999, Alex was killed in an avalanche while exploring the Tibetan Himalaya. A freak accident on the 26,000-foot peak Shishapangma also took the life of filmmaker David Bridges. But Alex's best friend and climbing partner, Conrad Anker, who was also on the expedition, was spared. Though Jenny mourned the passing of her husband, she took great comfort in the support of his friend Conrad. Through their shared grief, Jenny and Conrad discovered affection for one another and fell in love. They married and Conrad became the adoptive father of Alex's sons Max, Sam, and Isaac. In a memoir entitled Forget Me Not, Jenny Lowe Anchor reveals the intimate details of her life having tragically lost one climber to fall in love all over again with another. I'm James Mills, and you're listening to 
the Joy Trip Project. Now, Conrad was with him mm -hmm. on that particular day, and he was obviously there for you after that. Yeah. And this might be a rather personal question to ask, but how was that transition to go from your husband's best friend to your new husband? Um, it was very unexpected. Was it? Uh, it was. Um, you know, when Alex died and... and when you lose someone suddenly like that, there's a period of time where the tragedy is in your conscious mind. So when you're awake, you know about it, but your unconscious mind has not yet accepted it as a reality. And it can take several months for that to actually register. And so every morning when you wake up, it's like the whole thing happened again. It's that panic feeling in your stomach and it's like oh my god this is this really happened this wasn't a dream and you face it and so it's it's a it was a terrible sort of a desperate time and because it was a accident that happened suddenly even though I knew Alex did dangerous things and I think perhaps I'd grown kind of accustomed to his always coming back and thinking, oh, you know, he's going to be safe, he's going to be safe, and kind of convincing myself, even though I knew climbing was dangerous, that, um, that it wouldn't happen to Alex. And he, of course, wanted to think that himself. Oh, I'll be safe. And we all want to think that. We want to think that when we head out the door to do anything, and we want to think that about our children and everyone we love. But accidents happen, as does illness, and, you know, ultimately, we're going to meet our end one way or another. But the transition was kind of slow. I didn't really know Conrad that well before Alex died. I had visited his home with Alex and the children in California where his parents live when we had gone to Yosemite and Conrad and Alex would be climbing together. So I kind of just knew him peripherally and through Alex and through the stories that Alex would tell me about him. And because he lived in California and we lived in Montana, I didn't see him that often. And so it was a surprising thing, falling in love with Conrad. For both of us, it was a surprising thing, certainly. But after it happened, the transition was actually pretty easy. <laughs> so. Conrad is now your husband, mm -hmm. and you lost, tragically, one climber mm -hmm. and married another one. I know. How do you do that? Well, that's, that's a tough one to answer. I think that when you fall in love with somebody, maybe you're not always choosing to do that. I think sometimes that just happens. and. I don't know about you, but it seems like that's how it's happened with me. It's not like you think, oh, I'm going to find this person that's like this. But, and I didn't expect that to happen. In fact, when Alex died, I pictured myself alone for a long time. And 
it just didn't it just didn't turn out that way and then it was kind of shocking I think to some people um, how soon after his death Conrad and I started seeing each other and a little bit surprising to me the way it evolved and certainly to Conrad um, both of us were kind of I think just going along a step at a time but there were some things that ushered our relationship into I think a, l a little bit more serious relationship and that was certainly the presence of my children you know it's like well I'm not going to get involved with someone unless it's going to be someone who you know might be a serious long-term relationship and right away he was very committed to the children you know he had obviously he he felt a lot of survivor's guilt after Alex's death and and the reason that he wanted to care for us and help us through our grieving process was his love for Alex and his partner and feeling that commitment to him but then I think he didn't and I know he didn't expect to become involved to the extent that we did and then to have our lives change that way. Now you have three sons. Mm -hmm. What do you see in Alex and your three boys? Well, I think there's little bits of Alex in each of them and what I know Alex would have hoped to have seen is passion and and I think I see that in each of the boys in different ways for the things that they care about in their lives and are beginning to pursue. You know, they've gotten something from Alex, something from myself, and something from Conrad, you know, all of them, because we're all an influence on them in some way or another. But For anyone who reads this book, what do you want them to come away with having learned about you and about Alex? I think just not to let go of hope and the ability to adapt to your situation, however grim it might seem, and try to look for the good in life and try to keep going forward with some kind of a purpose to see what's out there. What's your purpose? What do you hope to accomplish? I think there's so many worthy things to work towards right now with the environment is it's so in need of, of our help and I think that so many people are in need of being educated for what's important in the world. We started the Kumbu Climbing School and we've now started the Magic Yeti Libraries. We have lots of ideas for other things to kind of branch off of those two. And with the boys growing up and getting interested in various things, our youngest Isaac wants to be a naturalist. He's very interested in the natural world and other species of life and the environment. Um, Sam, our middle son, wants to be a filmmaker. And he has already won two awards on an environmental film that he did about Antarctica. Our oldest, Max, is here in school as a freshman at Westminster University and wants to combine an education in business and environmental studies and um, he's helping with avalanche to educate people and safety in the mountains and avalanche safety and so you know I think that 
for the boys to have a purpose to to go forward and to feel like they can help something whether it's another form of life or a human in this in this world is is what I hope to do and to be there with them to be part of it and just to enjoy life and appreciate being on this earth for the little bit of time we have Forget Me Not by Jennifer Lowe Anchor is published by Mountaineers Books and is now available in paperback. Several charitable organizations have been established in the memory of Alex Lowe to further the causes of mountain safety and the education of indigenous people in the Himalayan region. You can learn more online at alexlowe.org. For the Joy Trip Project, this is James Mills. The Joy Trip Project is a production of the Outdoor Professional Incorporated, James Mills Producer. New music this week was performed by the band The Cabs, courtesy the Podshow Podsafe Music Network. Find the latest in independent performing artists at music.podshow.com or find a link to their websites on ours at joytripproject.com. Thanks for listening, but we want to hear from you. Write to info at joytripproject.com. Send us your comments and suggestions. Post your pictures and videos to our Facebook fan page. Share your stories of outdoor adventure, environmental conservation, and practices of sustainable living. You just might inspire our next joy trip together. But most of all, don't forget to tell your friends. Until next time, take care. Take care.